This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee joining us here at Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle. It's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Inside the major mortgage man cave, big show coming up today. At uh, Here in about uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so, we're going to talk to California State Senator Melissa Melendez and get her thoughts on uh, sports in the state of California and uh, how it will affect uh, big Sky Conference schools like Montana, Montana State. Also, at 40 past, we'll check in with first-year head coach of Fairfield, Greg Meisner, and get his thoughts on how the Eagles prepare to beat the Manhattan Tigers this week in the uh, State B championship game. We uh, start with our COVID update in the state of Montana. 1,232 new cases, 561 total deaths, 463 currently in the hospital. 50,582 cases confirmed since March, 30,400 recovered, 19,621 active. Of those, 4,844 in Yellowstone County, 3,339 Cascade, 2,080 in Missoula, 1,804 in Kalispell, Flathead, 1,033 Gallatin, 772 Lewis and Clark, 724 Bighorn County. There are two states that have less than two, but starting Friday, of course, at 5 a.m., every state goes to the mask mandate that Governor Bullock talked about yesterday. Uh, So there is that. Speaking of the COVID, um, some news from the COVID. And it it, uh, Eureka is closing its schools to remote learning beginning tomorrow. Hopefully they say think they'll be back after Thanksgiving. Uh, Libby did it last week, both uh, elementary or middle school and high school. The elementary school uh, currently going to do it starting this week. Um, but on that front, so Montana High School Association said that for postseason, they went from four tickets last week in the semifinals to six tickets per player in the championships. However, Yellowstone County is keeping it at two tickets per participant for the Billings West Missoula Sentinel game Friday night at Dela Stadium. Mark Wall told uh, MTN Sports the that's going to be the case. So each player, coach, and cheerleader will submit two names, and those people are the only ones allowed in the game at the gates. 
uh, my MHSA said uh, earlier in its postseason guidelines, no pep bands or student sections. The uh, game is coming up uh, Friday night at 7 at Dallas Stadium. You can watch uh, on the NFHS network for a small fee, of course. But the uh, I, why can Fairfield have six and Drummond Phillipsburg for their game? And then Yellowstone County says, oh, no. I, now, look, there's almost 5,000 active cases. I get that. But the football has gone off pretty smoothly this year in the state of Montana. And we'll talk to more coaches, uh, by the way, this week. West High, Rob Stanton, Sentinel coach Dane Oliver tomorrow here on the Jason Walker Show. Friday, we'll talk the uh, eight-man with Mike Cutler and Brock Berryhill from uh, Flint Creek and Scobie, respectively. But why? Why? That's my question. Why can... Why can certain schools get six and Yellowstone County say, nope, we're going to leave it at two? Just You just throw your hands up in the air and wave them around like you just don't care, I guess. Um, we are going to talk to Melissa Melendez, state senator out of California, coming up here in about uh, ten minutes. But, and, and this could affect what's going on in California. It could affect what's going on in uh Montana as well, with sports. Governor Kate Brown of Oregon has instructed the University of Portland and Portland State to shut down their basketball operations again. They will be allowed to resume practice when the exemption is processed. That exemption has been sitting on the governor's desk for days. And the governor's office told John Canzano, great uh, reporter and a radio guy out in Oregon, that that exemption would be granted days ago. That exemption was not granted, and now the governor's office has instructed Portland and Portland State to again shut down men's and women's basketball operations. However, Oregon and Oregon State still get to go, and they get to play games next week. They get to play games. Because Pac-12 is more important than the Big Sky and other conferences. These seven, was it seven NAI schools in the Cascade Conference in Oregon? Still not allowed to practice. That includes Corbin and women's coach Bill Pilgrim. Their Montana trip scheduled for next week has officially been scrapped. Talked to, uh, or texted with Governor, Governor, he should be Governor. (laughs) Um, Texted with Bill Pilgrim earlier today, and yeah, he said we are officially a no for the Montana trip. So there is that. Unbelievable. Just sad. Oh, man. Um, What else were we going to hit on? Oh, and then I saw this. Uh, This came out today as well. Where is it? As soon as I can get to it. Um, Coming out of Washington State, per a press release, I'll just read the whole thing, quote, Washington State Athletics announced Wednesday the men's basketball coach, Kyle Smith, has tested positive for COVID-19 as part of normal testing protocols. A presumptive positive antigen test earlier this week was confirmed by a PCR test. So coach will, per Washington State Pac-12 and CDC guidelines, will self-isolate, but was not expected to be on the bench for the season opener 
a week from tonight, November the 25th, which is when college basketball is supposed to start. But the games must go on, right? I mean, look, I'm, I'm really glad we made it to the end of Montana's volleyball and football season. I don't know how we're going to get a basketball season in, in high school. I don't know how college basketball is going to pull this off. I mean, we've seen, what well, last week, 15 out of 62 NCAA football games were postponed or canceled. Right now, it's so far it's 14 games on the NCAA football front that are postponed or canceled for this weekend. Um, I just, look, I, I, I want the kids to have a great time and get to compete, and that's what it's about is the kids, but at what risk? And then in Oregon, you'll get fined $1,250 if you have more than six people over for Thanksgiving. But it's okay to loot, riot, and burn. Makes sense. And then there's a report, and we'll talk to uh, State Senator Melissa Melendez from California about this. It appears that Governor Jay Inslee from Washington and uh, Gavin Newsom from California are in Hawaii or have traveled to Hawaii with a bunch of other Democrats. Despite travel restrictions in their respective states, plus Hawaii. Makes a lot of sense, right? Makes so much sense. Nobody can make any sense of anything, really. I mean, New York is going to start going basically into another lockdown. But crazy, craziness. What's your thoughts? You can weigh in at Jaywalker Sports. On the Twitter, you can email us, Jason, at JasonWalkerShow.com. Facebook us, tweet us, uh, you can text us, call us as well. Um, we are going to talk to Fairfield coach Greg Meisner today. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow, double-A coaches. We'll talk to Rob Stanton from Billings West and Dane Oliver from Sentinel. And then Friday, we'll talk to the eight-man coaches in the championship games. Uh, Mike Cutler, Drummond Phillipsburg, and Brock Berryhill uh, from uh, Scobie. And uh, fun conversations with all of those coaches. Had a had fun conversation with six coaches today, so lots of great fun Or in the last couple of days. Um, also on this day in history is coming up, and uh, much more. We will have shows next week, too. Don't forget, a week from today, we're going to talk uh, rock love and rock star wives with uh, the ex-wife of Chester Bennington, Samantha Bennington. Chester, of course, reaching an unfortunate early death, but uh, was his lead singer of Lincoln Park, also uh, Stone Temple Pilots for a couple of years, uh, a few years ago. So we'll talk to Samantha Bennington next week, a week from today, here on the Jason Walker Show. Uh, also, next week, we'll recap your state title games coming up. Don't forget, Friday, we'll make predictions for those three games as well. Uh, congratulations uh, going out to National Sports Media Association, uh, finalist for Montana, Sports Writer of the Year, uh, Jordy Hansen, great. Uh, Colton Poole from uh, Bozeman Daily Chronicle, Greg Rockachi we've had on. Mike Shirting from the Billings Gazette, and Jeff Welsh from uh, 406mtsports.com. The Sports Caster of the Year's, uh, year, Sports Caster of the Year nominees, uh, Riley Corcoran and Rocky Erickson. So, um, 
there you go. Fun stuff. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, State Senator from California, Melissa Melendez, will join us. And we'll talk some sports. We'll talk some uh, politics as well. Jason Walker Show is presented by Capital Collision Center. And you know when I was in my wreck in July, I didn't know what to do. And the first thing, uh, the cops were like, hey, get your vehicle over to Capital Collision. And I said, absolutely. Because I'd heard great things about Capital Collision Center. And what they did took just blew my mind away. The, they went above and beyond anything I could have expected. Capital Collision Center sent me text. They, they, they took care of the insurance uh, aspect of everything. I didn't have to lift a finger. And they knew what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And they sent me texts. They sent me calls. They sent me emails of where my vehicle was in the process of getting repaired. And it looks like I just drove it off the lot when I got it back from Capital Collision Center. So Montana state law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. State Senator out of California, Melissa Melendez, next Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. 30 seconds. What you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show on a wild Wednesday across the state of Montana. But we appreciate you joining us. Fairfield coach Greg Meisner set to join us coming up also on this day in history and much more. But I do not want to keep our esteemed first guest waiting any longer. She is the uh, state senator from California, District 28, Melissa Melendez. And she joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Senator, how are you? And let me switch this. All right, I think we have you now, finally. 
I'm sorry. Okay, I'll put you in speaker on my phone, but I'll talk to the camera. Huh? That is perfect. That is perfect. It works right. I am so sorry about that. That was like a 10 minutes. You, the, you probably felt like you were dealing with Joe Biden there for a second, I suppose. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's really weird, though, because I can hear you just fine. I'm not muted. I don't know. I don't know what's but that's okay. We have another option here. So yes, yes, we do. Um, how are you in general? Well, um, you know, considering most of our state is in lockdown now, not uh, great, but, you know, we're hanging. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Southern California, but um, we have some issues with our governor for yes, sure. Yes, yes. And, and a lot of unhappy people. Uh, what district does the 28th district represent? So I am Riverside County. I stretch all the way from Temecula to the Arizona border. Okay. So it's, it's a million people that I represent to put that in perspective for everyone. So that's yeah. the state of Montana right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know. I, my friends from other states, they look at me and they just, they can't believe the number of people that we represent, but it's a million people. That is just absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. How will these new lockdowns, and enforcements affect sports moving forward here? Well, I can tell you how it's affecting high school sports, and then we can move on to professional sports. But um, my my three kids who are still at home are in high school, and their water polo uh, season was canceled as of a few days ago. Um, they were having practices. So if you can imagine this, they were allowed to have practice, water polo practice. I don't know if they, you know, how much water polo is played in Montana, but um, it's kind of hard to play water polo without a water polo ball, Mm -hmm. but that's what they were making them do. (laughs) So essentially it was swimming. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely nuts. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, as far as professional sports, I mean, aside from the COVID issues, we also have this little deal in California where they have decided that states with which um, the Democrats disagree as far as policies, they have decided that no state money can be spent to send anyone to any of those states, and that includes sports. So, for instance, North Carolina, they were unhappy with some policies that North Carolina had, so they banned travel to North Carolina. And there is now, I don't even know how many states there are where they have decided they are in the you know, no fly list. So that means our sports teams can't travel there for play. So there's that. (laughs) Um, And this is coming on the heels that apparently Governor Gavin Newsom, along with uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, might be in Hawaii at the moment. Is that or recently? Uh, No. Yeah, no, they're not in Hawaii, but some legislators are. There is this um, uh, event that they hold every year by the Independent Voter Project, Sounds rather benign, um, but it's lobbyists get together and legislators get together. They like to make it, you know, this sort of, um, it's a junket, you know, and mm. they go every year to Hawaii, Maui specifically. And so right now there are a bunch of legislators um, sunning themselves on the beaches of Maui. So there's that. Wow. Uh, st- uh, California State Senator Melissa Melendez, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Um, before we talk more sports and more um Greasy Gavin, um, I, I'm allowed to say that. I don't think you are, but <laughs> um, I wanted to thank you for your service. You are a U.S. Navy vet, um, mm-hmm. as are uh, some of your children as well. Yeah, so my husband is a Navy veteran. He's actually still in the active Naval Reserves. And then our oldest son, he's a Navy diver. And our second-born son leaves for the Navy um, in January. 
Yeah. And so we have three other kids at home. We're working on them. You know, we don't allow army in this household. It's got to be all Navy. So. Uh, well, <laughs> no offense to the army guys. <laughs> my brother's actually, or my uh, my son, 20 years old, uh, Bob, he is in Fort Riley, Kansas. He's a crew chief of a Blackhawk oh. crew uh, with the oh, army. Wow. Uh, my brother, though, did uh, seven or eight years in the Navy and made two deployments oh, okay. and was a blacksmith or a gunsmith, rather, for the Navy SEALs uh, out oh, there out wow. of San Diego. So. That was a lot of wow. fun. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. My brother was in the army, so you know, we're <laughs> we're a mixed family. <laughs> well, I appreciate your family for your service. That is uh unbelievable and the Navy's pretty cool, I will say that. It's uh, better than the yeah, Marines. Yeah, we do have a pretty good we have a pretty cool service, I will say. Thank your son for his service too. That's Thank pretty you. cool. Uh, Melissa Melendez, a uh, state senator out of California, the 28th district, joining us here. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. All right, so we've talked high school and pro sports, but one of the big deals up here is the Big Sky Conference, and that Mm -hmm. includes Cal Poly, Sac State, and uh, UC Davis. Is college affected now by the new lockdowns, or is it because college football is college football, so they get to play? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure, and I haven't heard much talk about it recently, um, but I know – you know, they did. The, the orders still stand as far as those states I told you about, mm-hmm. where you know we're not allowed to go because they don't like their policies. But that, you know, if it's a state school, obviously UC Davis and the others you mentioned are state schools, so they wouldn't be allowed to use any state money to travel to those. But as far as COVID, you know, it seems like sports um, have kind of been given a different set of guidelines, as you know we've seen. Um, so I'm not sure how they're working. That I know our athletes are. You know, they really want to go play, um, but I'm not sure how they're going to align that with the governor's orders, which is that everybody is supposed to, you know, keep distant and not gather in public. I mean, we have 58 counties in California, and 41 of them are now in this uh, most restrictive tier that the governor, this little scheme he has come up with. So there's four tiers, and 41 of our counties are in the most restrictive tier, which means you know, restaurants can't be open for inside dining, um, no bars, no, I mean, there's a whole variety of things that mm-hmm. you can't do. In addition to um, saying that we're not supposed to get together for Thanksgiving. So I'm not sure what they're doing about sports. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe they get a pass. Yeah, that's what I was wondering is Thanksgiving because, um, you know, Joe Biden said no more than 10 and keep it around mm-hmm. five. And he has absolutely no say whatsoever, but, um, right. <laughs> maybe that's just me thinking, but yeah, yeah. your governor, uh, Gavin Newsom has, uh, basically said that Oregon, the same thing, you know, cancel Thanksgiving, cancel Christmas. But what say you when say a governor of California flies to his wife's ranch in Montana to spend holidays <laughs> or has vacations? Yeah. You know, that came up, um, I think a few months ago, it's kind of all become a blur, but I know it was recently, and they were talking in the press about how the governor left the state. Of course, he didn't tell the media that he was leaving or where he was going. Of course not. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that they were at his ranch there in Wyoming. Um, so, you know, how nice for the governor to escape the madness that he has created in his home state to go to a nice free state like Montana and be able to, you know, do as he pleases while the rest of us are stuck here, um, you know, wearing our masks and keeping our distance from everyone. It's just the, the hypocrisy um, that's coming out of the governor's office is, is pretty staggering, I got to tell you. And he got in a lot of hot water recently 
um, last night they broke a story about how he went to this very, very exclusive restaurant in Napa County where it's, you know, $400 a plate to go to dinner there. Yeah, and he went to celebrate his friend's birthday, who's also a lobbyist, this guy. Um, and, of course, the social distancing didn't take place. Nobody was wearing a mask. There was definitely more than the prescribed number of people that the governor said the rest of us could have. And then he said, he tried to wiggle out of it and said, oh, no, no, we followed all the protocols. And then, of course, we found pictures of somebody else who was there that shows that, no, he didn't follow protocols. So I'm not sure what's going to happen in our state as far as how the average Californian reacts to this. Because if your governor is saying do this and he's doing the exact opposite, it's probably unlikely that the average Californian is going to follow his rules. And that's on him, right. you know, if if the the number of COVID cases increased in California because people weren't, you know, following the guidelines, that's on the governor because he showed them that you don't have to follow the guidelines because he doesn't. So why should anyone else? Well, and then his excuse yesterday, uh, he came out and said, oh, you know, everybody makes mistakes and, and, and whatnot. Dude, we, we've known about this thing for eight months. How, how is that a mistake? And you're the one that set the yeah. restrictions. Well, and a mistake is like um, – you know, forgetting to take your mask with you, that's a mistake. Uh, it's not a mistake when you purposely drive your car to this restaurant and hang out with all these people for I don't know how many hours and were so noisy that they had to close the sliding glass doors because they were disturbing the other guests. That's not a mistake. That's intentional. So, Man. And the media, to their credit, you know, they are actually holding him to account at mm. least as of today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very hard, you know, it's for, for people to follow these rules when he's not doing it himself. I mean, you know, like you said, it's been eight months where people want to get back to sports. People want to get back to school. They want to get back to work. And they're being told they can't by someone who is doing everything that he wants to do, um, you know, with, with no consequences. Well, we know who his aunt is, so that doesn't help. Uh, Melissa Melendez <laughs> joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Um, when you look at the state of California and the last eight months with the COVID, Senator, it, it's, it's okay to loot, it's okay to riot, it's okay to have peaceful protests, but <laughs> you, you can't even go to, you know, your son's water polo match because there isn't one. Right. It just seems yeah, like I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's backwards. Well, and, and let me just um, share with you just the nonsense that took place just as recently as August. So our legislative session, I don't know how it works in Montana, but we are basically year-round. We're not a part-time legislature. So August 31st is our deadline to pass all bills for the year. And then we leave Sacramento until January. So August rolls around, and we found out that one of the members of the Republican caucus tested positive for COVID. So what do you think the Democrats did? They... They would not let any of us Republicans in the building to vote on bills, okay? So we all had to participate remotely um, via Zoom, just like we're doing now. We had to, to vote remotely. They wouldn't even let us in the building. I mean, these are the extremes that they've gone to to try to slow down the process and just do what they want to do and cast the Republican Party aside, which, you know, I represent a million people and I'm their voice and I have a right to go up there and be their voice and say what needs to be said, but they kicked us out of the building. So they're, you know, they will stop at nothing, believe me, to disrupt everyone's lives. And that includes the governor. But I just don't know how much longer Californians are going to put up with this because 
you know, I, I mean, kids are suffering. Mm-hmm. Like beyond the the economy taking a dive, kids are suffering. There has been an increase in suicide attempts, an increase in substance abuse, an increase in depression, an increase in molestation of kids. Because if you think about it, if you've got a kid who's in a home with um, a family member who's abusing them, at least when they could go to school, they had an escape. They had someone they could go talk to. Now they're trapped. They're hostages in their own home with this person who is abusing them. So all of that stuff is on the rise, and the governor continues to lock everybody down. So I'm not sure at what point it's going to go from peaceful protest to, you know, riots outside the governor's door, but I feel like it's coming. Which, you know, none of us uh, on one side of the uh, aisle want at all is to to go that route. But, hey, if it's okay for one, uh, Melissa Melendez, the uh, state senator, uh, the 28th district out of uh, California. Um, A few final questions because I know you're busy and and it took a while to get us us on the air. But when, when, when we talk about restrictions, are kids even in school? No. They're not. Um, The private schools, like Gavin Newsom's kids are in, those schools are open. Um, But public schools are not open. And now they they had an opportunity for them to, you know, apply for this waiver so that at least the elementary level kids could go to school in person. But very few of those were awarded. So the vast majority of the state, these kids are not in school unless they're fortunate enough to be in a private school. That is nuts. So, like, my kids every day are doing what I'm doing right now, which is they're in class via Zoom. Yeah. And they have been since, you know, for weeks now. Well, and really probably since March, right? Are you, do you, mm-hmm. you guys go year-round or you take the summer off? Yeah, we take the summer off. Okay. And they get, you know, about a three, four weeks around Christmas time, too. Sure. But okay. they have been essentially out of school since March. And I don't know how it's working in other states. I'm sure every state is having problems. Um, but... I will tell you how it's working in our state, which is not very well. Um, you know, there's problems with connectivity. There's problems with, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my kids, 15 minutes after class starts, they're coming back downstairs and they'll say, like, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be in class? And they'll say, oh, the teacher ended class early. I mean, 15 minutes after it started. Well, that's like a college so, class. Right, right. Maybe that's what they're prepping them for. I don't know. But I mean, that's right. That's the kind of education they're getting. Even PE, that which makes me laugh. I mean, I think, how can you give them a grade for PE when they're not doing PE? It's an honor system. You're supposed to, you know, keep a log that you did, you know, whatever exercise you did, which, you know, kids, I mean, they're going to lie about it, right? Right. But it's just bizarre to me how they are handling this and how Nobody, in, at least in the governor's administration, seems to care that these kids literally will have lost a year of education. Not his kids, mind you, right. but my kids and everybody else's kids. When you look at the last two weeks since uh, the election on November the 3rd, we're seeing more and more um, seats being flipped in, in California, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would have anticipated, but that's a positive mm-hmm. sign for the Republican Party. Yeah, it is. I mean, we have a long way to go because the registration in California of voters is clearly, you know, very Democrat. Um, But we also have about a quarter of the population who are registered to vote who are no party preference voters, independent voters. And so we are hoping that they are seeing the light now and understanding just what it means as far as policies and, you know, your freedom in life when you vote for a Democrat. So the fact that we are able to flip those seats 
is great news. Um, and we we picked up a seat in the assembly, um, so that's good. But we also lost two seats in the Senate where I am. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but I haven't given up hope yet. I mean, I think it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to turn the state around. But perhaps one day we, too, will be as free as the citizens of Montana. Well, uh, we will be in a couple of months after uh, Greg Gianforte <laughs> takes over and Governor Bullock is uh, no longer in office uh, because Here we start new restrictions on Friday. Um, as mm-hmm. well, and I'm, I'm anticipating a, another lockdown next week after the high school uh, football playoffs wow. are done Saturday. So that's what a lot wow. of a lot of my clients are worried about that too. You know, and I don't mm-hmm. know. That means can I stay on the air if I don't have sponsors? Probably not. Right, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just don't. I mean, if you think about Governor Newsom, who is, I mean, he's not a small business guy. He's not one of us, right? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of had a silver spoon in his mouth his entire life. So he really doesn't understand what the average person is going through, which means he doesn't understand the trickle effect of all the different things that this is affecting. I think, you know, in his kind of tunnel vision, he sees this as, well, some businesses are closing down and schools aren't in, but beyond that, you know, there's not much else going on. And he doesn't, he doesn't see this domino effect. Like you, you know, spoke about not being able to get sponsors and being on the air and all the other things that take place, which is, Unfortunate, but that's what happens when you elect millionaires into office to run the state when they've never even, you know, successfully run a small business. You start at the top with President Trump, and there's a lot of anticipating uh, that he's going to have um, another term. But it it appears as if um, a lot of people are just voting for non-politicians. You know, yourself, a small business uh, owner Mm -hmm. and, and all that. But it seems like that's the way this country is starting to head. They're tired of politics. Well, yeah, and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, both sides are guilty of a lot of nonsense, let's mm-hmm. be honest. You know, both sides are guilty of spinning information into something that suits their agenda. And I do think people are kind of tired of that. They just want someone who talks like them, you know, who looks like them, who's been through the things they've been through and lives like them. Um, and it's, it's hard to get that in someone who, you know, lives in a $4 million mansion like Governor Newsom does and who doesn't have a care in the world and certainly doesn't have any money concerns. I mean, how many people, at least, you know, in my state for sure, are sitting up at night with their head in their hands and in tears because they have no idea how they're going to pay some of these bills. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Governor Newsom doesn't think about that at all. Um Unbelievable. It really is. And I just, it, I mean, I could go on for an hours talking with you, but I know you're, you're super busy. Um, but keep up the fight down there in California and uh, love that area that you represent. And just think about that. Your million that you represent is the, the entire population of the state of Montana. I know. I know. It's <laughs> I mean, so crazy. You, it, you, you have a beautiful state, beautiful state. Um, and, you know, we have a beautiful state here, too. The difference is in how these two states are being run, I can tell you that. But, um, you know, you might want to just keep an eye out because I have a feeling you may have a lot of Californians who are looking to flee um, what's going on here and maybe come to Montana. <laughs> so Well, we've been dealing with, with that for decades. Um, mm-hmm. And we're okay <laughs> with that for the most part, but don't bring – your liberal right. ideas up here, if the, you're not happy with them in California, we don't want them up here in Montana. Exactly. Well, that's what makes me laugh about the governor having a ranch in Montana, because you know, here's a guy who's controlling everybody's lives, micromanaging them. And, but obviously he likes freedom and liberty because 
he's got a ranch in Montana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I, I, I feel the same way you do. If you're going to move to another state, God bless you. Good luck to you. But don't turn it into what you left right. because it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, anything you wanted to add? Well, um, I just want to say that for Republicans, you know, across the country and certainly in Montana and California to keep the faith, you know, we have people here fighting for you. We're, we're a small but mighty force, um, but we haven't given up, so we're hoping other people don't give up. It's just we really have to be loud about this, and we have to be persistent and a real pain in the neck, which fortunately I'm very good at. So. <laughs> well, you did serve in the Navy. You do have um, young kids, so uh, you're, you know what it's like. Don't, I've learned don't mess with moms. It's, you just don't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's I learned right. that at and a very early age. <laughs> that is correct. Well, but thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I apologize for the technical difficulties, but I was. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to get to uh, to get the chat. Uh, California me State too. Senator Melissa Melendez, thank you for your time and uh, uh, stay safe down there. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. That is uh, Melissa Melendez, uh, State Senator. So appreciate uh, her time and. Uh, apologizing for all of the uh the technical issues but hey it's it's like i said it's big tech they knew i was talking to a republican senator and they were like yeah i don't think so anyway we made it work and appreciate that so uh, and a big shout out to uh the governor's um press aide um elia rosado who did a fantastic job setting this up and uh working with her she was absolutely fantastic so thanks to uh to uh, Ms. Rosado as well. Um, okay, we'll take a break, quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Fairfield football with Coach Greg Meisner. He's in his first year. Does he feel pressure? Because the Eagles have won some state championships in the past. Does he feel the pressure in his first season? We'll find out next when we come back here. Jason Walker Show. Tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. 
Equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. And Mark's uh, got some great stuff for uh, Christmas ideas. A, you can get awesome portraits. Okay. Um, lots of different sizes. Check out his website, marklarophotography.com. He also has calendars for the upcoming year. And he's got three different ones that are fantastic. And uh, you'll see him hanging here in the studio um, soon. But uh, go to marklarophotography.com and get your, uh, um, your calendar for the upcoming year. They are absolutely fantastic. One is Cowboys of Montana. And great, great shots. The other is a landscape, um, landscapes of Montana, and then uh, the third, um, some some big horses. <laughs> I know that. So, uh, MarkLaroPhotography.com. All right, uh, I got the. Uh, did I get it loaded up here? Of course not. Why would I be? Why would I have anything done on time today uh, with big tech um, helping me out so much? Uh, let's see. When did I talk to this coach? So we've got a coach uh, coming up that we're going to chat with. You know, uh, Les Meyer had done such a great job at Fairfield before retiring um, after last season, and uh, a lot of people were wondering who would take his place and how how it would go. Well, there was a guy from Michigan who's been in Montana but uh, decided, you know what, I want to come back to Montana and I want to lead the Eagles back to prominence. His name is Greg Meisner, and he joins us now here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. First off, Coach, I uh, appreciate you joining me. Um, exciting week, but uh, take me through that semifinal game that uh, looked a little, well, it looked like a defensive battle. Yeah, it, it certainly was, uh, and hats off to Florence. Uh, I can't say enough positive things about those guys. Uh, their coaches had them prepped for the game. Uh, their kids came ready to play, and uh, it, those are one of those games. Unfortunately, someone had to had to lose, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a defensive battle. Um, you know, both offenses struggled at times, and then they put together at drives at time, but um, you know, no one could seem to finish. And uh, it came down to uh, came down to overtime, and. Uh, we happened to make one more play than they did, and, and that's what uh, what got us the game. So it was definitely a nerve, nerve-wracking game. Uh, it's definitely a defensive battle, but I was I was really really proud of the way my kids fought. How how did it become such a defensive battle? Because when we think of Class B football, especially this year, mm-hmm. we're seeing some ridiculous scores put up. Um, but it takes a lot to play some really good defense. It does, yes, and. And, you know, and we knew Florence could score. Uh, I mean, they've got a great quarterback. He's a, he's a young kid. He's a sophomore. But uh, they've got some good receivers, good offensive line. And we knew they could put up points. Uh, but our offense has put up points this year also. So, um, you know, I think it, it just came down to each defense kind of bent a little bit, but no one really broke. And, um, you know, it, it came down to execution. 
Um, you know, we, we need to execute a little bit better on offense. I think they were kind of the same way at times. And, um, you know, both defenses were prepped and ready to go. And it, uh, it definitely, uh, definitely made the ball, uh, hard to move. That's for sure. Uh, Miguel Perez had quite an overtime session scoring the winner and then uh, with the pick on the two-point conversion attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he obviously was uh, was ready to step up when need be. Yeah, Miguel, uh, he's, he's been having just a wonderful junior year. Uh, and he's he's uh, kind of our workload guy on offense, uh, running the ball. Um, he he uh, steps up when needs to. He's had some monster games this year, uh, rushing the ball. He, he had kind of a quiet game. Uh, but it was a quiet 130 yards rushing. So, I mean, we, he did have a little bit of offensive uh, threat there. Uh, it just didn't seem that way. But, uh, yeah, he he really stepped up. Uh, I trusted his offensive line. And over time, they got him into the end zone. And then, uh, boy, he really stepped up and made that uh, made that short interception play uh, to end the game and, and the win it for us. It said in the in 406 MT Sports that uh, they basically called it a, a, a gamble and said it was very bold for you to go for two in that overtime session. Mm-hmm. Why Why did you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we talked about it as a coaching staff, and I just really felt, um, not that I don't have trust in our kicking game, um, but we knew that if we got that two-point conversion, it would put pressure on Florence, and we just wanted to attack and be aggressive right away and uh, kind of try to get them into a hold where we knew they had to score. And, uh, you know, that's why we went after. We wanted to be aggressive, and, and we felt being at home helped us. And we just wanted to be aggressive and go after it. Do you go for that on the road if it's reversed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that's a tricky question. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. You know, it depends on the situation. But you know what? I'm I'm kind of an aggressive coach if the Kona comes that way, and I guess I probably would have. Um, but uh, And, you know, the biggest thing, though, is I trust my kids and I trust our our, our uh, quarterback and our receivers, our line. I mean, I trust my boys to, to get the play done and, and execute, and uh, they, they stepped up to the plate and, and made it happen. Fairfield coach Greg Meisner joining us, Jason Walker Show. Coach, I've talked to a lot of other coaches across the state this week getting set for their respective championships, and everybody focuses on offense all season long. Mm-hmm. But we just talked about a great defensive battle in the semifinal game. What has your defense done so well this year? Um, to really just play solidly all season long? Well, you know, um, I firmly believe I'm, I'm a defensive-minded guy. Uh, you know, I really uh, I really feel that defense will, will win you games, and, uh, you know, we focus a lot on that. And then we, you know, we want our offense to then make plays in reverse of that. So, um, you know, as far as defense goes, we just really pride ourselves here at Fairfield by swarming to the ball. Uh, you know, being aggressive, uh, we actually call our defense the Blue Swarm, and uh, you know we take pride in that defensive battle and just and just outworking and, and out toughing our opponent. And um, you know, our kids take a lot, a lot of pride in, in being a tough defensive team. And in Class B, it's hard because we've got some really good offenses in, in, in Class B. Um, but you know, we've felt that our defense, uh, you know, from the front line to, to our secondary, is just really, really talented. And uh, those kids have stepped up all year. You know, you mentioned offenses. You're going to face a great one in the championship in Manhattan, led by Caden Holgate. But uh, they've put up mm-hmm. a couple of 50 spots here in the playoffs, and and mm-hmm. they're pretty good offensively too. So how do you contain Holgate while trying to shut down the rest of that offense this week? Yeah, I mean, they Manhattan is extremely talented. I mean, we know that uh, they can put some points up. And, uh, you know, we, we know that uh, – 
those kids those kids are on a mission. I mean, they they went to the finals last year. They they came up short end of the stick. They want it this year. Um, but we, you know, offensively for them, they have had a great postseason. Um, defensively, I felt that we've had a great postseason also. So, you know, we're doing our best to try to try to contain that high-powered offense the best we can. And, uh, you know, they've got some real talent over uh, on that offensive line. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to work hard to do, uh, try to exploit what we think we can. As good as their offense is, their defense might be just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. Five shutouts in 11 games this year. What, right. what have you seen on film that, and I know that you're not going to give me a whole lot of secrets, but what have you seen <laughs> that you can potentially exploit on Saturday? Sure. Well, you know, um, one thing that, that we're blessed with here is we've got, uh, we've got a good running game, but we've also got a good, uh, passing attack. And, um, I'm more of a run minded type of coach, but, um, you know, Gidry Giles, our quarterback, has had a great year. Uh, he stepped up this year. He's gotten better every game. And we've got, uh, you know, two potential all-state receivers on the outside. And so I feel that our, our skill guys are, are talented. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that we have to our advantage a little bit. Um, but again, you know, our offensive line, we've got a challenge in this week again, have them step up and uh, really take care of our, our quarterback and our backs and, uh, you know, try to exploit what we, what we found on film. So. Which is never easy. <laughs> Fairfield coach. That's not. Yep. <laughs> Greg Meisner, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um, one thing that, you know, I know you guys haven't forgot this, but mo- maybe some of the state have is Mer- Manhattan got you guys in the semifinals last year at Fairfield, mm-hmm. a very close mm-hmm. game a, a year ago. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of the same guys that are playing in this game that played in last year. Now, I know you, Fairfield has the great history and the great tradition. Manhattan's young and upcoming. But you can almost flip that based off what happened in the semifinals last year and use that as motivation. Sure. And and our kids, you know, one, one thing that's been real special uh, when we sat down as a, as a group uh, at the end of the year, um, we talked what our what our goals were for this year. And our seniors, their goal this year was to not just get to a state championship but win a state championship. And, um, you know, they, they brought that semifinal game up several times. And – you know they know that Manhattan is is a is a power team. They know that Manhattan's very talented. Uh, I mean, I, I know they're very well coached, and um, you know our kids are just really highly motivated. They know what's at stake. Uh, we know Manhattan is not just going to come up and just and just play, but they're going to play motivated. And uh, you know we'll, we'll have our kids ready to go. How much of a benefit is it to play that championship game on your home field? You know, uh, it's uh, it's really unique. It's a neat situation. Uh, I know our, our fans are happy. Our kids are happy. Um, but, you know, as, as you brought up earlier, uh, you know, Manhattan beat Fairfield here last year. Uh, so for Manhattan, I don't think it really probably that feels like a road trip much. So, um, you know, I really feel kind of, we're kind of on even ground here a little bit. But uh, it, it, it would be uh, – it's pretty special to play a state championship in front of your hometown. Sure. Uh, what's the ticket situation as far as how many each team gets? Uh, right now, what it is at MHSA is the coaches, excuse me, the players get six tickets, uh, coaches get four, and then I believe managers get uh, two. Okay. So um, that's kind of where it's at. I know they bumped up this week for state finals. Uh, last week it was two for athletes, or excuse me, four for athletes, and this week it's six. So they're allowing a little bit more people to come in. Excellent. Um, you do it, like I said, you, Fairfield's got a tradition. Do you feel the pressure? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I would say, you know, being, being a first-year coach here, um, it, you know, it's not my first stint at coaching in Montana, uh, but I had moved from Michigan this summer. Um, but And I had known of the tradition and, and uh, heritage here at, at Fairfield. And, um, you know, I, I jumped at the opportunity to, to get here. And I had known Coach Meyer for a long time. And uh, I would say probably the most pressure-packed game for me was week one against Loyola, <laughs> so I had uh, I had to I had to kind of prove prove some stuff that that first week. Uh, but you know, I will I, I will say with a smile on my face, this community has been nothing but supportive. Um, my administrators have been nothing but supportive, and I really believe the kids have kind of bought into what I what I've been preaching to them, and uh, they're just a wonderful group of kids to work with. Has Coach Meyer reached out to you, or vice versa? Oh yeah, yeah okay. Coach, yep, Coach. It's been a two way street, Coach Meyer and I. We, uh, he texted me, uh, after every game and we chatted a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things too where, uh, I didn't want to come here and reinvent the wheel. I mean, obviously what had been here had worked. Uh, my comment was I didn't reinvent the wheel. I just kind of put a new rim on it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that, uh, my coaching style and my love for the game and love for the kids, uh, really fits in here. And I'm looking for a long career here. Well, you're off to a great start as uh, you get to the championship in your first year and a good chance to win it against a very good Manhattan team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coach, appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend and uh, continued success. All right. Thank you, and uh, go Eagles. That is Greg Meisner, the head coach of Fairfield, joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And uh, it's going to be some great games this week. Um, Tomorrow we'll talk double A final as we check in with West High coach Rob Stanton. Uh, whose team will host Sentinel's Dane Oliver team. And it's going to be a lot of fun. If you missed yesterday with Chris Grabowska uh, uh, from Manhattan, um, who plays Fairfield, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com. Of course, that's the place to go to listen to any of our previous shows. All right, let's do On This Day in History. And it is Education Support Professionals Day. It is uh, Mickey Mouse's birthday today. On this day, 1928, Walt Disney's Steamboat Willie was released. And it was the first Mickey Mouse sound cartoon. It is also National Princess Day. On this date, 1951, former Cubs first baseman, future TV star of uh, Rifleman, Chuck Connors was the first player to oppose a major league draft. 1966, Andy Koufax announced his retirement due to uh, an uh, arthritic left elbow. Happy birthdays today. 1922, Marjorie G. String. She was an American springboard diver, won gold, in 1936 in Berlin, Marjorie G-String, it's her birthday, 98 today. Uh, Len Bias was born on this date in 1963. He was the Boston Celtics pick in 1986, first rounder. He died that night on draft night, cocaine overdose. Tonight, the NBA draft, normally in June, pushed back because of COVID. So uh, there is that tonight. Uh, Trace Tinkle, uh, former Hellgate standout, looking to... Uh, hoping to hear his name as one of the uh, top picks in uh, the draft tonight. So there you go. Um, What else did I see that we were going to hit on? I think that was it. Uh, So let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The uh, walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by 625 Euclid in Helena. Also, Bozeman and Billings. 
Breakfast beignets sound good right now. I don't know why. They just do. Um, maybe because Zydeco makes the best. But uh, there you go. Uh, stop by. And uh, we have some more gift certificates to give away next week. We'll do that before Thanksgiving as well. Don't forget tomorrow, Double A football, Rob Stan, Dane Oliver, head coaches of West and Sentinel, respectively, will join us. Friday, we'll talk to the eight-man championship game coaches, Mike Cutler and Brock Berryhill. Um, so there you go. I did see this today, and I wanted to bring it up. So the Vatican. So an investigation has been launched by the Vatican after uh, the Pope's Instagram account liked a photo of a Brazilian motto, model. Uh, Natalia Garabato is the girl. In the photo, says, quote, my mom may hate my ass pics, but the Pope be double tapping. <laughs> At least I'm going to, going to heaven, she said. Um, yeah, so the Pope of Instagram... Apparently, apparently, allegedly, um, see if I can get to, uh, so here's the photo in question that the Pope, his Instagram post liked. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, her, that's a Brazilian model. So liked by, there you go, right there by the, by the Pope. Um, she is a Brazilian model and uh, on Instagram. So there's that. But there's an investigation by the Vatican into how the Pope, his account at least, liked that page and that photo. Fun stuff. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, Rob Stanton, West High coach, Dane Oliver, Sentinel coach. Join us. West High looking for its first state title since 2018. Sentinel looking for its first state championship since 1972. Thanks to Senator Melissa Melendez out of California for joining us today and getting her thoughts on uh, sports and also greasy Gavin Newsom. Greg Meisner, head coach of Fairfield, joined us as well. If you miss anything, jasonwalkershow.com. And we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4, Big Tech withstanding or not withstanding have yourself a fantastic wednesday the jason walker show is produced by the jason walker media company any reuse rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of the jason walker show is strictly prohibited just listen watch and enjoy